What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Carter. Today is Wednesday, April 6th. Stay tuned for a good episode on the state of Top 10% and what's up and coming here as we all get ready for turkey and some traveling. So stay tuned. (laughs) Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter. With me today, I got the CEO, Tribal Chief, Scott Hunter on with us. We're going to talk to you about a lot of things we got going on. Um kind of an in-between episode got some up and coming stuff on food plots and probably gonna have a whole lot on turkey knowing what i'm doing next week and what we're doing the week after so welcome on again scott let's uh get after it man tell us what we got going on here well well we are um sitting in headquarters and we're getting an update so if we're gonna give a little background noise because we got my wife's studio, her hair salon. She's rocking over there now. She's rocking. She's very busy today. Um, and we couldn't get a podcast in yesterday because I was traveling. Me and right. Kyle been traveling. Uh, we went to Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana. And we were ground shopping, mm-hmm. as you know. I do. And um, I think we were successful at locations and we got some very good possibilities. And I'm um, excited about that. I got a job coming up this weekend. Pretty big job. Um, be on it Saturday and possibly into Sunday. And um, got a big swag order came in for yep, Top 10%. sure did. So it's been very, very busy. And, you know, just like you said, we got turkey season coming. But truly, this is the season of we got to go. Preparation. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, they think that, uh, you know, the things stop. And for us, I mean, it is as avid outdoorsmen as a full, I mean, we're right in the heart of walleye season. So I know when I'm back from Turkey, we'll be out there in the big water getting some walleyes on Erie, hopefully soon. Um, so excited to get you guys out on the boat with me and do some of that. Um, morels, we got, man, we got a lot coming. We got a lot of land prep. We got food plots to go in. We got... You know, like you said, ground shopping. We we've done some of that. We still got more. We got a couple more states in mind that we're trying to get to. So hopefully we can we can capitalize on that as well. So, you know, um, I I think that uh, when you requires boots on the ground. Yeah, it you, does. You start talking about doing some leasing or um, setting up and getting on the ground. You want to be able to make sure you get the time to put your boots on the ground to see what you're leasing. Actually, and it requires you getting in a vehicle driving. And spend the time. And yeah, you can't make a mistake by just pop fly by and land and hoping that, you know, it's going to turn up and be fine. Right. You know, you see some of those guys, they just, oh, we're going to lease something and they lease it in September and they're going to hunt it October 1st. And I don't see any deer. 
What'd you do? Yeah. Well, I didn't look at it. No prep. Yeah, nothing. No prep. The big thing is about leasing ground that we've learned over the years is not only are we looking at the ground, we're looking at the neighbor. Yep. And we want to get that feel right out the gate. When you go down south, um, even anywhere, you want to feel that neighbor out. You want to try to see if they'll engage with you. Um, and a lot of times they'll spill the beans. And sometimes, you know, if there's transaction of money, they're, they're going to be like, wow, you used to hunt that ground for free. Yep. So you know right off the get you got somebody that might be a little bit like a little bit like a hornet. Yep. So how do you handle a hornet? You got to get a bottle of Raid, bottle of Fu, <laughs> and um, we're good at it. We right. know what to do. Right. And I, it's unfortunate when you get that because I want to be a team player, but not really. I'm not a team player for no, a neighbor. No. Um, so kind of that's what we shot for. We're looking for. Hopefully we don't have, have a lot of those Fu bombs that we got to put on the map, and that you know. It's yeah, it's quick. good to have quality neighbors. You know, it's it's good to have those people that are forthcoming in, in certain things, or they're on the same page as what we are. And but that's hard. It's there hard. Is not. It's yeah. It's it's hard because let's, they're let's just, just be not good. unless let's you and I live next door to honest. each other. Yeah, I looked at four farms and got four neighbors coming out, literally asking, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm opening the gate. Clearly, I have rights to be here. <laughs> um, well. I ran that farm. I could tell you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me nothing. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know. Right. It is very, very difficult to start a new lease. So if you're listening, be prepared to understand that it's going to be difficult. And understand your money is going to be very difficult that first year. It's static. You're going to get some static from some people around there. And it may not even be the guy that it, the worst is, is I ran into this a couple of years ago is it, you get a lease. Like, you know, you go somewhere, you get a lease, you're signed up, you've done all the work, you know what it's like. And then all of a sudden you show up to hunt and somebody that used to have permission, didn't know they leased it, didn't know anything else. And here they are, you know, about to go in the same. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not good. You know, which, you know, at five, six o'clock in the morning, not good at all. Not so, good. you know, but, but hopefully, you know, for you guys out there that are looking that you, you can find some property that, uh, you know, you can get access some, to some decent ground and, and get out there. And we want everybody to get in the woods and, you know, enjoy the outdoors. We're all about that and, and promoting that with the kids and everything else here at top good. 10. But, but let me give you, it's a, tough. It is super tough. And what we've learned is I'll go back to an experience back in Ohio, me and my, my boy, and my buddy and his brother picked up a great lease. I mean, everything was spectacular. Mm-hmm. All the way to the point of when we showed up for archery, we literally had to walk through cow shit Oof. to get to two of the stands where they moved cattle in that were never, you, you right. never saw Didn't even no know cattle. they were cattle. Yeah. Right now, all of a sudden, there's cattle. Week, three weeks later, towards the rut. A tree service company's in there. They're logging the property. And when I tell I you it was it. the biggest nightmare, we even got smoked at the at the the Frischkiss, what is like the equivalent of a Burger King. Mm-hmm. We went in there, and it, everything that could have went wrong went wrong. We made the best of it we possibly could, and I might have chewed the landowner out just a little bit, but there was not a whole lot I could do about it because we... Already paid the money. Yep. You're already committed. We didn't have the agreement. 
We didn't have this, 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 this. So he could do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Gun season, he literally drove into the field. He 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 was just an asshole. Mm. To be clear, he was an asshole, and he made it really, really miserable, but he had our money. God. Not much you could do about it. But we, but we've we've learned. Yeah. So two things: when you when you want to lease, you want to know the ground. You want to have that permission slip. Yep. You want to make that ground exclusive, mm-hmm. right down to the point of of a mushroom, turkey, possum, skunk, no trappers, nope. no no nothing. And if there are cattle, there has to be a separate agreement in there and an addendum. Mm-hmm. That says cattle will move from this field to that field to this field to that field. You got to cross your T's and dot your I's on that lease, and don't be afraid to put an addendum in there. Nope. And that's something that we've gotten a lot better with. And um, if you are out there leasing and you're going to start leasing more and traveling, what I'm telling you are a lot of things you want to get right out front. And if you work with a like a leasing a agent or leasing a company agent, they're very good, and they can add those addendums in there. They got sure. a basic lease they're going to give you, but, but you don't can, be afraid to ask. No, don't. No. I mean, there's lots of different things that you got to be careful, especially now with so many, uh, like you said, leasing companies and, and agents out there that you know they're trying to make a dollar just as as much as the next guy, and it's big business from that aspect. Land's harder and harder to come by, so they're. You know the people are spending the money, and these guys are are setting these lease agreements up. And I've seen guys get burned where it's only turkey, and they think they got a whole full year lease, or it's only deer, and that's it. And your lease extends from like if your season's October first till December thirty first. That's all the only time you have access to the property. So they got to be careful on how they write these things, or you know, make sure you read them, make sure you understand what what that means, and if you don't. You know, find everybody knows a lawyer or something. Have somebody look it over and make sure that it's something else before you, you know, sign the dotted line. It is. It is that big of a deal. It you, is really. You, you get a group of guys together. They chip in. So you got four guys, and you get eight thousand dollar lease. That's that's quite a bit of money. Sure. And you want to make sure that you have the exclusive rights to that farm. And if they're doing crops, you want to know what the crop rotation is going to be. Mm-hmm. You want to know how you know. What the farmer, when it, you know, general idea of when they're going to pick. There's nothing that you shouldn't add into that lease. And a big thing that we really try to protect ourselves on is the release. Mm-hmm. Meaning we go in, we do our work, we do our homework. First right to refusal. Right. Did we just set that farm up for somebody else? Because they were going to Morocco for a year or something and then coming back and we just paid for them to go to Morocco. We did all the work and they come back and they got a top 10 paradise. Yep. Because virtually what we touch is going to be a paradise. Well, we go in and we do our whole land management program. We, we come through, we plot it, we do the things that need to be done. I mean, if we're in a state that allows baiting or mineral sites, we're doing all that and we're producing, I guess a, a usage to the property. I mean, we're, we're, we're drawing these deer in and turkeys and everything, all this game in. And the next thing you know, you get somebody like that that just comes in and says, Oh no, it's a one and done deal. You know? And, and, and I think that's something that needs to be negotiated in your lease contract or with your leasing agent. And normally just like what we do, we address all that up front and we want to know, is this a one and done? If it's not, what is the right to refusal when it comes to renew? And can we extend these leases for, you know, two years, three years, five years, 
you know, I know I used to do a five-year term and then we cut it back to a three-year because of some other issues that I had with a neighbor. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's turned that neighbor went by the wayside, but it's even, you know, becoming tougher and tougher to get those longevity leases because everybody's trying to raise rates and everything else. I mean, the ground's not cheap by the acre anymore. I mean, if you do some research, these guys are thinking that ground's expensive, but Scott, you and I both know, I mean, it's, it's, it's outrageous. 40, you're looking at 35 to $42 per acre in the golden triangle. Yeah. So golden triangle is going to be Illinois Pike County area guys. If you're not well, familiar you know, with even that, getting into Missouri, Missouri, area. Missouri, and um, right on that back, corner, right? Even in Western Kentucky, the rates are going through the roof. Ohio, we won't so, talk about Ohio rates. What we like to suggest is you, if you're getting into a lease, build the contract, build the trust, and I promise, majority of these big farmers that are leasing, they want that return, they want that repetitive behavior because they do not want they don't to want deal any bullshit. With they don't the bullshit exactly. No, and then it becomes a better relationship. I know we've had some of those in the past with, you know, my other hunting partner partner and I where you're able to you build that relationship and they may be using a leasing agent and almost the next thing you know, it turns into just an exclusive for you and you've got, you know, as long as you guys want to lease it, you're gonna have you've got access. And then he's probably got more ground and it could turn into a bigger, better thing. So establish those relationships and it can benefit you. You know, and it'll benefit some, when you have an issue yeah. with that neighbor too. And some of the some of the leases, sometimes it doesn't have to be financial. If you get into an agreement, yep, and you take care of the Worker. aspect of lawn care, mm-hmm. or do something to help that person with their daily life chores, anything you know. Or, and we got a couple of farms. We're to the point now where, you know, we get that nice ham at Christmas, that honey glaze, we get that nice ham, make sure they get that ham, the reef at mm-hmm. the end of the year, we'll give them all that. And, and and they don't want it. They got the money for it, but there's just the gesture yep. of knowing that they're going to have family in during the holidays and, and we, we brighten it just up. Just a little a extra. Bit. A card. Yep. Thank you. Got some um, Amish that we deal with. We're at the point where we put canned venison we get some canned venison and drop off a box of canned venison Mm -hmm. and it's the amish's recipe so they really enjoy the fact that somebody's doing it for them right and it's just being a good person and sometimes that you'll continue to have that ground without even spending money but it's getting to be a business on ground unfortunately and you just got to be really, really careful so you don't lo- end up on the raw end of the stick of, like, I cannot believe I just put all my money into Thousands of dollars into something that, yeah. And it just bit me. And that's why I say if you're going to do this, you really need to visit the property, look at it. Buckle down. Buckle down. Do <laughs> Boots on the ground. It, do everything you need to know and understand we, we could do a whole, we could get into a whole long, I guess, excerpt on how we go about attacking a lease and, and, yeah, and yeah, what we're going to look at. But we won't bore them with or share it, well, some of those things. To, when, you they, know, when you're listening, we're, what, would we, what did we do the last couple of days? I jumped in the truck and drove. 
I don't, you and I talked like took what, my wife's 20, truck. 25 times a day just trying to right. pinpointing stuff. You know, it's like basically you got a guy from up here, satellite stuff and looking at like, here, go here, go here, go here. Let me make a phone call. You guys are driving and looking. So it, it really helps if you got multiple guys, but if you don't get out there, beat it up because you gotta be, you gotta see it, you know, and now's That's the it. time. Now's the time before green up. And if you're traveling, it's green in the south. It's green in the south. It's green. I know I'm gonna get to dad's here in a couple of days, and I'm just gonna be like, whoa. Yeah, it's I was just on. there three weeks ago. It's full and it's on gonna summer. Be, I know. It. Yeah, they start mowing their lawn like February first, and it's stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not the mowing my lawn is, that much. And you got all. That's why they got all the bugs and big, big ass snakes. And uh, I'm, all out, that. I'm out on the snakes. You know, for the sure. Island boys down in Louisiana <laughs> and all that. Yeah, I'm not going down there. But no. Yeah, we don't want to get into a whole much of that. But that's where we were at. And, you know, we're getting into turkey season. It's been a little bit slow at the shop. Um, yeah, it's kind of a transition. Spring break kind of slowed us down break, a little bit. A lot of families are gone yep. and all that. I mean, so we're trying to get our, our ammo increased in the shop. We're looking really good on that. We got good all stock of our of stuff, parts. Yep. We've got our new handrails that are almost done. They go into Cerakoting. These are designed by Top 10%, built by Top 10%. Uppers and lowers, where we've been, we were excited where we're at with 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 our place with the uh, ARs and all the equipment, and we got a great inventory right now. We, we do. We picked up on AR fifteen um, pistols. Yep. Built a great three hundred blackout, um, and we got a five five six hanging on the wall right now. The three hundred blackout topped with a um, GSL. Suppressor. suppressor. Yep. I, I said that right. Yep. Um, Got a couple more of those coming down the pipe too. We're just waiting on some parts for right. those. So stay tuned on that, guys. And our and our and our our good friend from the Detroit Tigers, good old Eric, Mister Haas, the Haas. He we built the one three hundred blackout for him. Um, so we're super excited for him to get back and start playing ball. Um, been talking to him. A little bit on the on the phone, and I know they're a travel day, but they're heading back to Detroit. Yep. So our beloved Tigers will be back in town. Um, excited for Hawes. Um, so, but his blackout pistol is awesome. Very similar to the one that you guys seen on the uh, on our Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else we posted it. So if you guys seen that one, it's very close to that. So if it's you need just, one and you're interested. Yes, yeah, we were more than happy to build you one, we and are, other calibers too. I mean, not just not just three hundred blackout, but we do have some options that way too. I know uh, Jeremy said there's quite a few different barrels we can get in those sizes, and I mean, sky's the limit on that stuff with the ARs. And I mean, you really, you dream it, we'll build it. Yep, pretty much, it is. It, it's uh, you want a Cadillac, we'll build you one. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things. So you want a Ferrari, we can build you one of those well, we too. Put a Harley Davidson on one. Yeah, I know. I seen that one. That was pretty sharp. It was pretty sharp. It was so. a pretty sharp deal. Four fifty. That was a four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah. So we um, with that the AR department's going good. The store's in a great position. We got archery season where the rush comes in. Yep. Um, we got a good supply of things. We got a big order of crossbows hitting in June. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more, more bows coming. More hoits coming. We more just don't hoits. know when they're they're showing up. Bears coming. We got everything. Yep. So we 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 crossed our T's and dotted our eyes again. In that department, we feel good about where we're at. Mm-hmm. Inventory-wise, arrows are here. Um, 
So store wise, we're doing good, but back to top ten yeah. percent TV, the media, the podcast. The podcast is doing wonderful. Dan, you're doing doing a great job. Appreciate we got that. Some great clients or, or guests, not clients, guests coming. Yeah. Got um, a lot more coming. Got yeah, we got some stuff in the works. It's going to dom- be domain seed. Yep, domains coming uh, next week. We'll have a domain on with us so we can talk about some spring plots and probably do a couple with Mike. Um, it may be another one in the fall. I know I talked a little bit um, to them about doing that too just because I know you know 70% of the people get into the fall stuff. Yeah, they, they get good seed. They do. They buy they really good do. seed and they package the seed and they ship really fast. And there's no issues with domain, meaning... He is shipping as fast as you order. Yeah, you're getting it the next, you know, in the mail the next day type of stuff is what he's what he's sending out. Absolutely, and his seed. They're northern company based, right? Out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So yep. he's buying the good seed, and he doesn't have the seed. I, I, it's a ratio thing. Mm-hmm. To filler. It's the filler. He doesn't have a bunch of filler in there, and you're not just paying for a package. He does got great packaging. He does. But that seed, you're getting that good ratio. And we had great success off of domain seed last year. And I ran some food plots in some very, very, very brutal drought areas mm-hmm. that held and made it. I'm talking eight hours away from here. So it's out of my, it, you know. When you yeah, look, it's like hands-off type of situation. Not nothing I could do. And the food plots made it. Right. So I was impressed with Domain Seed. Top 10% is going to be running Domain Seed. Yep, we're going to run Domain. And we sell it here at headquarters. So, And you can buy it in many other outlets. They're very good at getting the product out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited to hear from, from the owner and, and, and listen to him. I know you guys will do a great show. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good show next week. So we won't uh, we won't steal his his thunder from nah, that. We'll let him nah, tell all I about. Want, want yeah, but we want to touch we want to touch on that. We do have we do have their product in here. We got some. They got a couple new things that we don't have in store yet um, that we should have here pretty soon. Um, if it's something you're looking for, um, but by all means, guys, if you if you need seed right now, um, stop in. We've got we got a pretty good selection out there of of their their stuff. I think we got. They might have 10 or 15 different blends, and I think we've got eight or nine different ones now, and I think four of those are probably new that we don't have. So we should have some of that pretty soon. So yeah, They got they got very good product. They do. Well, we'll get off that because he's coming. We got mm-hmm. other guests coming. Um, so we are still on Carbon TV. Yep. Our YouTube is being completely restructured. And we're taking our time to restructure it and really understanding how YouTube works. Bringing quality content and, back to you guys, our, too. Yeah. Our, our content's always been quality. It's just a matter of how you. Yeah, I mean, just the format, changing it a little bit that way so that it's 100%. a little bit better delivery. We needed better delivery, and that all falls back to the team aspect of now we're starting to put. Me and Colin to the spots where we're supposed to be. You have been handling a lot of the managerial side of things to making sure that we're in our places to be doing what we're supposed to be doing, bringing the content. We're pretty much all shooting with DSLRs. We're going to be all switched over to DSLRs, wireless mics, um, and we're shooting content coming into turkey season. 
and delivering it as fast as we could create it afterwards. And that's something we haven't done. We will stockpile right. to deliver you turkey content before, but we want to give you our, our, our best hunts. And usually, you know, it'll be our live hunt again. We're going to mm-hmm. reiterate. We've pulled it off last year. We're going to. Yep. Gonna, Michigan opener. We're going to put four birds on, on the ground, hopefully live in a complete show, um, which is going to be crazy. I got some coyote hunts I've never seen anybody do, and we're getting ready to do it. We're going to keep that under the wraps a little bit. But yeah, it's let's, gonna, let's it's gonna, not leak that out. It's going to happen. It is. And when you see it, it's epic. Yeah. And it's going to, yeah, I want to, I want to talk. I got a big mouth, nope, but I can't. Nope, we can't. We got a couple other things working too that you were, we're trying to put, uh, trying to do a turkey hunt pretty similar with some uncharted waters, if you will. You know what I mean? So we're going to, we're going to try and do some different things that could, could blow your mind as far as, you know, oh, the, they're going the to scene. The, the yeah. Coyote, the coyote thing that I is. Yeah, I just got. I better shut up. Yeah, don't don't go down that. Um, road. it's going to be epic. I know we're going to pull it off. Hunting coyotes is a similar thing to me, and I mm-hmm. might get some different opinions, but I believe if you keep the pressure down, mm-hmm. you could work them dogs to do how you want them to work for you, and I'm going to prove that point. But. When you are to eradicate a farm, in my opinion, I'm going on a tangent here. I've seen it. I've seen it coming. When you eradicate a farm and you got to get coyotes out, you have that shot, hit them with the, the thermals and then it's that, and then you got to get into trapping season and you got to bring a good trapper in right. who could trap them and trap them and trap them and trap them and trap them. Because these dogs are pretty smart. Honestly, one thing I'm learning, if you hunt them consistently with a call, all you're doing is educating them like a big buck. Yeah, whether or not you're seeing them or or anything, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, they're hearing that coming from the same vicinity. They're hearing it from coming. I mean, I I have a situation that we won't elaborate on too much, but there's an adjacent property to a place that I hunt that I don't know how experienced the guys are, but I, I would assume they're running a call out there. They're running a call. Yeah, I mean, every Every Friday, Saturday night. Well, you know, I mean, maybe on Tuesday, you know, but for the most part, yeah, Uh it is. It is. uh Uh-oh, we're in trouble. The boss is coming through. (laughs) I got got my wife. She just handed me Itty Bitty, which is our newest dog to the family. The the secondary mini shop dog. How do you put a podcast on (laughs) where... You know, we're supposed to be professional. My wife just drops a dog on my lap. <laughs> the mic is almost as big as the dog. Look at this. Eh, yeah, it's oh. about two mics. Two mics equivalent to... It's a weenie dog. A little weenie dog. She, Her name is Jackie, but I call her Itty Bitty. But what were we talking about? Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah, yeah, neighbors and pressured calling. And, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it, it just... It's, creates a, a push and like you're saying like i'll have dogs leave and i got a property fortunately around the corner half a mile away and if it's i call the first place and i notice that something's off and i haven't called it in two three weeks i know that if i go around the corner and go to that other farm if the wind's right odds are they're going to be there 
it's because of consistent, constant pressure. Like you said, they become super educated and super smart and, and just kind of, so I think that's going to lead into where we go with that. I know where you were headed, but uh, it's going to lead into this new epic hunt that you're going to see as we're just going to walk in and we're going to sit down and you're going to have some pretty sweet footage that you guys have never seen before. I can promise you that. So, because we've been holding. Yeah, we've been, we've been kind of, it's the same, it's the same concept. Yep. Pressure is the key. It is pretty much all hunting. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not a secret. If you, if you walk on eggshells, you'll get a better quality hunt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're hunting. No, it doesn't matter the size of the parcel. It doesn't matter no. any of that. Nope. I mean, I, I agree. And, and not only that, it goes back to our lease conversation. It goes back to the property around you and paying attention to what those people are doing. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, that can that can work for you or against you. So just pay attention to those well, things me, too. And yeah, let me reiterate on that. When I say the big F you, it isn't me doing something advantageous to hurt or do anything out of, out of illegal or anything like that. All right. What we see 99% of the time, so you got a 30-acre parcel. I'm going to use this one we, we just saw. should probably pee on the floor that I just laid around Uh-oh. there. Um, 99%, okay, so we looked at a 160 parcel with a gravel pit, no hunting zone, another 100, some neighbors and neighbors. First thing we do is we work the perimeter. We found another, on the one perimeter, 30 acres, same family, 10 acre, 10 acre, and a 13 acre. So 33 acres in total. We get over there, boom, it, it they're right on the line. So what they're doing is literally walking through mm-hmm. on that 10 acre side to get to the corner of their farm. So they're literally pushing their farm to get to the corner because they're counting on that 160 to hold the deer and the deer will come through to them. You go 50 yards further, 60 yards further, another stand right on the line. You get my drift. They don't probably have a single set on the... In the interior of their property. Interior no. or the exterior where they're best. Because I could look at it. The other side of that that parcel where they were at should have been money they based should, on what they had around there. They should but, not be penetrating, no. but I'm not going to tell them that. No. I don't, I don't really care. Right. So where that FU comes in is we just literally strategically our access yep. on each win mm-hmm. to where... I'm going to walk past that spot. I might even drop a four-wheeler there. I probably have an eight-foot ladder stand there. Mm-hmm. And I might even put... Just varies based on uh, property. Uh, you know, dummy. I, I might put a dummy up there that, that's facing and looking at the dummy. So it's got dummy and dummy looking at each other. Border, when you, when you hunt the edge of somebody else's property, you opened yourself to that. So the guy who has the 160 that you know hunts, I know one for a fact. I'm gonna cut you off, and if the wind's right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang. And one thing that we did notice, they're pounding the food and the bait into there. I, that means I don't have to put none out. Right. 
They're not coming from here. They're coming from him. So when the wind's right, I'll just sit in that stand, take the dummy out. But their their style's a little bit this big dummy in there. Their style's a little bit different from you know you get some of them southern states and you know you're you're talking about a place that in in Illinois that you looked at, but you know you get into Kentucky and you get into you know Tennessee and Ohio, you see some see some weird stuff and they they do stuff differently. It's different. Michigan is cutthroat. It's different. Michigan's the same. I know it is. They will literally walk through their whole farm just to get. To your edge. I know. Because I really want to see what's... The grass is not greener on the other side. Not always. We proved it on... I own 30 acres. Never touched it. Hardly even went out there. Hardly hunted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's terrible. I, I, I talked to a buddy of mine, and he said, my father-in-law has never shot a buck. 70 years old. I said, when you want to hunt? He said, after Thanksgiving. Okay. Then you'll see a buck? He said, I go, yeah, he'll see bucks. Right. Anything mature? I don't know. No pressure. Right. I got some cameras out there. I ain't seen nothing I wanted to shoot. Right. But I did see a couple in the 140s. He said, really? Yeah. He said, all right. They came out. I showed them where they got to go, how to walk in. Mm Mm-hmm. Text me and he says, it's about 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you shoot one? No. Next sit, they went back out there. They saw like 10 bucks, but they also saw a ton of does. Mm-hmm. He goes, I, I don't even know where these deer are coming from. It might be the same deer. And it's probably the same group right. of deer. Especially the does, family milling, groups of does in the yeah, area. Sure. Milling around. And I said, each time you go in there, you're, Odds are going to decrease. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get them up, he, they went back out that evening and shot a four-year-old eight-point. Three hunts, yeah. And three hunts. And then that evening they saw another 12 bucks plus all the does again. Called me up, and I said, let it lay. Came back. Mm-hmm. Got his deer. Moved him out. Three nights later, I went out there just to get a little bit of inventory. I saw 17 bucks. Uh-huh. Nothing shooter. No. This is at the end of gun season, which is there is no end of gun season in Michigan. Once Not it's now, November right. 15th, it goes all the way through. So Yeah, with the you know zone three area here. You, you're, you're hunting I with think it's gun. zone three. We're in zone three, right? I think right. And that's 30 acres. But it's hold, 30 acres of unpressured it area. Was holding it's deer. holding deer. And it, and it holds deer. Right. It holds deer for other reasons, too. But that's... I mean... The main reason is the pressure. I got to tell I, you, on that I farm, agree. it's the pressure. I didn't have a single food plot. Not a one. Can't bait. Nope. So, no food plots, no thing. What I did have was cover and strategic hinge cutting through my woods. Um, And cover... And escape routes for the deer to move from left to right, north to south, and east and west. And they're comfortable because there's no pressure. So they they know how to circle that and stay. And my CRP plays out. It's seven acres of CRP. It looks like 14 acres Uh of what we've left with the Red Dog, with Dozier, the Alamalov. And Alamalov stays green. I know it's evasive. Yep. Ain't no damn farmer. 
<laughs> I'm a I'm a deer guy. Right. I know it's an invasive species, but man, it holds them leaves all the way up through gun season, and it's real hard to pick up a deer moving through six foot tall alum olive with red dog with dozier mixed in. It, it you eyes can play tricks on you. Yep. And these deer could be thick in there. It'd be a great place to do a deer drive. They're just holding. They're holding in there. tight. Yeah, they're there. They're in there. Yep. And it it these deer will avoid pressure. I mean, pressure is the key. It is. I mean, and I think that's where we were going, guys, is we were just kind of letting you know as well. Like, you're going to get these areas. You're going to get those. You're going to get those neighbors. You're going to get that pressure. You're going to get different things like that. But back to the coyote thing, like, pressure's, pressure's huge. You know, I mean, less is more. I mean, I think that a lot of everyone out there wants to get in the woods just as much as you and I do. But I, I will sit, and this is going to sound horrible, I will sit on the couch an extra two or three days to wait for that perfect wind, the perfect I can't say perfect because that's, you know, it's never seems to be perfect. I mean, but close to perfect, but that the ideal situation to be able to go into and, and not go in there and booger up something that I shouldn't be in either. You know, and I think there's a lot of guys out there. They want to go to the same stand and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe, maybe you've been hunting that same stand for 30 years and you do whatever you need to do, but I, I'm just not normally that guy. I'm not going to go in there and hang a set stand like that. And I'm not going to continually access that same stand over and over and over. I did that for years. I mean, was successful a lot of times, but that was the ground and it goes back to the pressure and it goes back to those things too. Like, you know, where it came from, you know, you know, you know how it goes. I mean, right. I don't have to tell you. Where did I come from? Where did we come from with this? Oh, it was the FU. Yeah. And the so, coyotes so and, the FU, and then yeah, the FU, FU and the edge. It's not a real FU. It's no, just it's a, not. I got a system. We got a system. Well, we want to make them aware. Our system is. The deer aware that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our system is don't hunt the edge. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're going to get a situation where you got edge, but it's got to be advantageous knowing what could be possibly on that other edge. Right. If you know that edge is going to have a possibility of another hunter sitting on it, why are you doing it? Let me give you guys, let me give you guys just a little tidbit of a tip. Say you got a parcel that's 25 acres, 20 acres. I don't care. It could be 10 acres. You like an edge? You like a field edge? Create one interior. Create one right in the middle. You got 20 acres? Take an acre. Make an acre in the center. Create an inside corner inside of that. Create something in the... Create a a straight path through the middle of it. Something. Plot it. Do something and create that edge. Hunt that. You know, and then let those guys around you push those deer right to your core. Instead of, you know, instead of going in there and... You know, don't get me wrong. Like Scott said, hunting an edge... There's a lot of times for it. It's a lot of great times for hunting edge, hunting a field edge, inside corners, outside corners, you know, points, pinches, yeah, draws. So, yeah, those we are got the a whole, edges I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I wasn't going down that road. I'm going to walk through 30 acres to sit right here so I can make sure that I see what he's doing. There, this is, this is, he's talking about in a big block of timber. Say you got a block of timber that's 200 acres. And, well, here's, here's the perfect example in Michigan. We'll, we'll go right to this. Public land, private land edge. You got private land that butts up to public. You guys know exactly what we're talking about. You know, you walk out there and all of a sudden you'll have all these guys from public land that they go right to the edge of the private and they, that's where they're going to set up right on that property line. 
that's what we're talking about. And it doesn't matter, you know, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of a lot of things that you can do to avoid that. Quit worrying about what your neighbor's doing. It's a good start. Stop shooting small deer. It's a second start. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That's whole, right, we're not going to go down that road. Uh-uh. But. No, with just, uh, just uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Yep. And, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah. Less pressure is good. It's um, a good, it's a good spot. So we'll see what else we got. Uh, what else is going on? We just, I mean, we, we talked a little about turkey. We got turkey coming. We got turkey that. season, and we're yep. excited about that to get to some of them hunts. Also, we got a few coyote hunts we're going to mm-hmm. try to film. Yep. We're going to be filming transformations of two farms. Yep. And we're going to start filming our prep from our old farms. Yep. And, um, we're kind excited to take this yeah. show to another level. I'd like to say, hey, jump on, subscribe to YouTube. And you probably want to subscribe. If you're listening, subscribe, because the content we're getting ready to put up there is not only going to be entertaining, because I'm going to do something stupid on film. Yeah, that's guaranteed. But we're going to shoot. Big, I probably will, we're too. We're going to shoot some good turkeys. We're going to shoot some good deer. And we want to create that atmosphere and give you the good audio, the good video, and we want you to see the start and finish of the hunt. Yeah, like and subscribe everything, not and, just there. I mean, check yeah. us out any social media aspect. I mean, the Top 10% Podcast has a new Instagram. Check that out if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, we we have a store Instagram, Top 10% has one. Uh, we got Facebook. We're, we're all over the place. Um, so like, share, you know, uh, follow along. Same thing on YouTube. Carbon, if you haven't been to Carbon, check out the We Got Season 2 stuff on Carbon. I think there's... I think Cooter's got six or seven episodes, five episodes up right turkey. now, so, something Pre, like that. Pre-turkey. pre-turkey. Um, um, I know he's working on some stuff right now as we speak. So, I mean, I think there's some stuff coming there. Um, and obviously, like Scott said, all the new stuff that we got coming um, as we're in the field, I know he's got a plan to hunt here in the next week or two. I do as well. Hopefully, we have a ton of footage coming strong. At you. I know Kyle said something about getting out there soon too. So, I know Jeremy will be out there as soon as you know we get to – here, opener here in Michigan. So I mean, we got a lot of guys on the ground doing. We're gonna do a spring doing, food plot. Yep, we're gonna do. We're, a, we're gonna we're gonna show some of the stalling, some of the, the okay. tips. Yep. Um, one thing when we go back to food plots. A food plot doesn't have to be manicured to work. Right. We're gonna cross that in video, and we're gonna we're gonna show that it doesn't have to be the prettiest food plot. Sometimes it's the location of the food plot. To get pressure moved from one area to another. Again, it always goes back to pressure. Yep. Um, we're going to go over that in some new farms. Um, we're going to go over to a big farm, local. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got a lot on our plate, but I um, haven't been this excited about the future of the company. Not only do we have a product, you know, not talking about our bows or this and that. Our product is our manufactured ARs that are yep. built by us. We have that product. Well, we're full spectrum now. We have the show. We got the podcast. We right. have the store. We, our, we are it now. I mean, we got, we, a, we got a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to bring. We got a lot of good guests coming to the podcast. We got a lot of good content that we're going to show. And. Do some how-to stuff. That, you the know, how-to like you said. stuff is what I'm really excited about. Yeah, me too. We, we have struggled 
with the whole talking about how to do food plots or do this or do that, and then you come off as condescending or or you're doing that for a sponsorship, we're going to let you know right now we're very picky about sponsorship mm-hmm. because it ain't the product that makes you successful. If you want some Sitka gear, it doesn't make you a better hunter. Right. If you want some kuhu deer or gear, what, what is that, kudu or kifa, kiyu, or... or, or it, it, it's it doesn't not matter. just the gear. The gear is to make you comfortable in the weather. That's and the important part, though. That's the most important part. It doesn't make you a better hunter. Better hunter is practice, listening, and learning. I'm 50 years old, and I still learn each and every time mm-hmm. when I go out. I'm trying to pick up something to add to my arsenal. Like a sponge, always. And and you got to pick it up. And you could take, if you just take a portion of what this person says or this, there is no wizard. Mm-mm. There's no great debate winner. Some guy's philosophy might work here, another one might work here. It comes back to the one thing, and I'm going to say it. I guess you could call this podcast Pressure. Pressure. Pressure is key. Ain't no snake oil bullshit. No. No, that's huge. I in mean, there. And if you learn the aspect of hunting with less pressure, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to give to you free via podcast, via our social media, our Instagram, Carbon, or whatever networks we start airing on. That mm-hmm. might be a hint. Stay tuned. Um. YouTube, and I'm talking about YouTube. All that avenue. So one thing that's got under my skin a little bit, because there's no property that's cookie cutter. Nope. The key is knowledge. Yep. The key is knowledge of the hunt. Well, an application, and again, what'd you say? Pressure. pressure. We've said pressure a lot. It's almost like the brethren. We like to get the brethren in there every once in a while. You didn't get the brethren in. You you just said it four times. I know. It's weird, though. It took us this long. I was trying to get there, but (laughs) you got me on like eight tangents right now. Um, I don't even, is that how you say it? Tangent? Tangent. Bet. Bet. (laughs) That's a new one I'm learning right now. Bet. (laughs) Bet is, um, what is, that's good. Bet is good, right? Bet. Right. Yes. All right. Get it. I'm still learning that one too. That's that's a shout out. We, to my, we might my, we might start a new we might start a whole new YouTube thing. Slang slang with Scott. <laughs> hey, I got country. I got southern roots. I got northern he's roots. Got, how he's you got want the me mix. To how you want me to mix it? I'll mix it up for you. Right. Mixologist of slang. Um. What was the other one? I still can't figure out that other one. The Bellagio. B- B- Oh, the yeah. Bellagio hair. The yeah, Bellagio that was the hair. hair. Yeah, that's... Where'd not... Ricky go? <laughs> the, the Crystal bon- was... It was dying over that deal. Yeah, but if, Bel- if you guys missed that, stay, you got to tune back into the, the previous podcast. It, I still don't know how to say uh, it. A couple ago where we were talking about... Uh, it's all water under the fridge. It, under the fridge. The ice maker's broke. <laughs> uh, well, Who's ice maker? Yeah, Mine? right. Right. So before we get off on something else here, guys, and get crazy with it, like like Scott said, pressure's key. Um, we're, we're about to apply the pressure uh, with everything we got coming. 
We're about to really put it down from all aspects, turkey, coyotes, all this. We got a lot of things coming. We just kind of wanted to bring you guys up to speed, talk about a few of those things. Um, we won't. We won't. I like. I like how you said that. We're about to bring the pressure. We are, from a completely different aspect. I know, but in another <laughs> aspect, your land management. When you when you apply it, mm-hmm. it's got to go. When you make that plan, you got to be prepared to get on it and move and make that change. Yeah, you do. You you got to set you got to set yourself, set your expectations. Like, I guess be reasonable with yourself and look at it and go, okay, I'm going to get new ground and this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to go in and you're going to do this, that, and the other, and then don't just sit on your couch. Don't do it. Apply the pressure. Get in there. Get your boots on the ground. Make sure you know what's going on right now. And especially right up here. I mean, it, like like Scott said already, he was just in the south. I was there three weeks ago and it was starting to green up and he was there two days ago and it's green as shit. So Still if, picking ticks and... Oh yeah, out of my ass. yeah. I mean, I seen ticks actually here. Uh, you know that last warm up we had, um, a couple on the dogs. So if you guys are out there walking around, make sure you check. Yeah, the dogs here's what happens. It's ridiculous. New ground. Yep. Got to go. Got to go. get it in. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna do a turkey hunt, we go there get a turkey hunt in. Hopefully, put some birds on the ground and then take your hunt clothes off, turn right back around, put your management clothes on, get out there, cut your lanes, hang your stands, and go. Get out. And it, and get it, to the next one. Get on to the next one. It is now, and that comes back. That's the pressure. Apply the pressure. I feel feel the pressure. Yep. It's all mounting on my shoulders right now. April is a rough month. May is Mm -hmm. really, really rough because I want a turkey hunt. I want a mushroom hunt. But but I know so much deer work to do. I got so much on my plate to get these jobs wrapped up. Right. Get my farms wrapped up. Get the food plots established. Get them this and that. Michigan, oh, we're, we'll go over what we got to do in Michigan. We put spring plots in just to get the fall plots so they go quicker so we're in and out of them. Yep. Yeah, and, that way the ground's already turned up. Everything's already there. You right. know, it's easy to go right in, till right over top of them, seed it out. Yeah, pressure. This is the pressure. That's, I mean. Pressure pot. We'll get into that. Like I said, we'll get into the how tos and things like that. We're gonna we're gonna try and do some shorter how to stuff. Um, you know, we'll get into more of that. Obviously, we're probably gonna. I, I would say we're gonna dig a little deeper in that next week when we got Mike on here from Domain. So we'll talk about that, um, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of see what what we can we can muster up for you to get some footage out there. I know we got a lot of stuff coming here in the next week or so as far as food plot stuff, um, as well as new new ground stuff that we have going. Um, hopefully we'll come back with some stories, some turkey stories, maybe not next week, but the week after. Have some have some cool stuff. We're going to be close. That'll be Kentucky and maybe Tennessee, maybe. Yeah, you should have some Tennessee. Yeah. I hope so. I hope Dad and I get on some birds down there. You guys should get on some birds. Um, and then we're going to have, hopefully we'll have some, maybe we'll have some walleye stories too. I mean, we got to get on the boat, so it's time. So. Yeah, I, last time I went walleye fishing, we heard, went on Detroit we heard it. Yeah, that was bad. And we don't 16 foot boat and 16 foot waves. Oh, it was not. It was not good. I it was got, like no one in the ark. I got drowned on the way back. <laughs> and well, that's you know, it's a little different story with my boat. I got a little bigger boat. Yeah, boat I'm not trying that. to so get drowned again. You'll be fine. I'm not so, trying to get drowned again. So your boat better be bigger. It's 20. 
four feet, like 23 and a half feet. Okay. Well, I think we we're, might, we're might, good. We might not get drowned now. No, not at all. Yeah, we so. definitely, um, fishing is fun and we want to keep that into the brand. Yeah, we'll mix it in a little bit here, but. And, and, and Dan's got, the host here, he's got great fishing passion, so. He'll put a lot of that in through the summer, salmon, walleye. Yep, for sure. And probably some of the bass fishermen. We got a couple of good bass fishermen in our group. We'd like to invite them in. We will. Um, let them talk about the bass fishing and get some of that stuff out there. We want it to be a diverse show. Sure. Um, Try and spread the spread the uh, the whole atmosphere of, you know, we all are outdoorsmen here and outdoors women. So, you know, everybody does a lot of different things, so. But the top ten percent sure. is about the mantlers. It is. It's about the mantlers. Mm-hmm. Big E on the on the on the logo is an it's antler. antler. It is antler. That's the bottom. Yeah. That's so, the bottom line. Is that's where it is to be like in the our, top. We like our mushroom. We like our turkey, and we like our walleye. But, but we love like finding big sheds antlers. and finding big deer and and getting on them deer and putting the chess match together so when you get me on here we'll talk more about deer hunting Mm -hmm. and right now is the season of my pressure as me and kyle are the aspect for quite a few people to set Mm -hmm. their farms up finish their farms get them ready it goes fast it goes furious and if you guys need something, give us a holler. We have a few openings as far as land management stuff that we can squeeze some people in. If you're looking, um, we can make some stuff happen. But if you don't do it now, those those times are going to go by the wayside as well. So give right. us a shout. You can always come in here and we can do a consultation, mm-hmm. set up a plan. That was the other thing of what I was saying. If you set up a plan, that's itty-bitty crying. She wants to go see mama. Um if you set up a plan, be realistic about your plan. Right. Knowing that, all right, I got a window where I could do this portion and this portion. And especially if you're doing the work. Don't right. overexert yourself to a point where it just doesn't get done. Flat out, don't get done. And don't overlook the fact of hiring a professional right. to come in and do some of the stuff. Well, I got news for you. You, know, you guys, if you're doing any more than a shot plot in the woods... And you don't have the equipment, you need to hire somebody to get done. I mean, you're not going to hand rototill more than about a quarter acre. I mean, you might. But I've you seen, ain't, ain't going to like it. I've <laughs> seen so many people put in for plans where they've spent fourteen thousand dollars for a plan on on a on a graphic computer that says this, this, and this, and it, it never gets implemented oh. because the guy that put the plan in just doesn't do it right. And that's where our frustration is. We want to show you how to do it and how to do it fast. Right. So one thing that we've changed, and it is, we know, we know all the things. <laughs> Big boy angry now. Logo, I don't she's really. angry with us. Um, we know how to come in and, and and change that aspect really fast, really quick, in and out, in and out, and that. That has been the key to our success to move from state to state to state. Well, it's allowed us to be able to get in and get the stuff done that we need to in the time frame that we need to as well. And that's like, like we told you, the pressure's on for us. I mean, and it's not just the stuff that we have for clients. It's it's the stuff that we have for ourselves. And, you know, we're, we're constantly taking on new projects and, and new tasks and new properties and things of that nature. So it really puts the squeeze on this time of year. But, uh, 
Well, I think as we approach an hour of, you know, um, the, hour of pressure bullshit. Yeah, the hour of pressure with with Scott and Dan. We'll just uh we'll kind of dial it down. Um we and, appreciate you guys tuning in. Scott and, and itty bitty. Yeah, itty bitty. She's angry at us right now. So we'll um we'll kind of leave you with that. But again, guys, uh get out there, get your boots on the ground, get your get your plans together, time to get the plots, come in here, see us, get an AR, you know, get uh, get your seed, get anything that you need, get your bow stuff ready. Get out there, get on some turkeys, and um, again. Enjoy the great outdoors. Absolutely. Other than that, thanks for joining the Top 10% Podcast. We'll see you next time.